VIP listeners, you are now on the mark. This is our parade recap episode, and what a parade it was. Very festive environment uh, Thursday in the city. Philadelphia was rocking. Cocktails were being had, and the celebration was on, and it lasted all damn day and night. Certainly took a toll on me. Benny, I know it took a toll on you, too. I'm still feeling it, Marky. It's been a bit of a battle this last few days. I'll just say I'm still recovering, Marky. You know, trying to get electrolytes in me, trying to rehydrate over here, doing my best. Yeah, you got to carb up. Yeah, I do my best. I couldn't eat for about 12 hours after the parade. Woke up, finally had a nice, nice cheeseburger with some bacon on it. That did the trick. Helped me out a little bit. All right, there you go. Now, I got to say this. There are so many people I wish I could have joined on Broad Street during the um, parade procession, okay? There was a lot of people I wanted to be out there with. Because, Benny, after the Eagles won, the smiles on everybody's face out on Broad Street the night of the Super Bowl was fantastic. It was so nice seeing all those people smiling. You know, in Philly, we're, we're not always smiling. We're battling the cold. We're trying to catch the train. We're trying to walk through a wind tunnel. We're parking 100 miles away from where we live. You know, life in Philly could be very inconvenient. But for that very moment, after the Eagles won it, I saw a lot of smiles and just people absolutely ecstatic. The same exact thing this Thursday. And I wanted to be down on Broad Street seeing all those smiling faces. But the fact of the matter is, the view, Benny, from my place, the castle on the hill, was so tremendous for not only taking in the parade personally, but collecting video content, that I just couldn't pass up on that view. People would die for that view. I had my refrigerator right there, my bathroom right there, I had heat, I had my windows open, a big on-the-mark banner hanging out of the windows for thousands of people to see. Got a ton of feedback on it ton of new followers and listeners so it was business before pleasure Benny but when that parade came rolling down and it was between Shunk and Porter oh man the city streets were rocking people screaming I would go as far as to say my building was shaking uh it actually I'm not overstating this and I'm not an Eagles fan I did support this team as has been as that has been well documented seeing this parade actually gave me chills Benny because I thought of all the great Eagles fans that never got to see this and I saw all the joy just on the people in front of the castle on the hill on Broad Street just those people knowing that there were people just like that one block down and the block after that and the block after that miles up to the art museum it was so festive so joyous it gave me chills i'm a pretty hardened guy from a lot of emotional shit i've been through in my life that almost brought a tear to my eye it didn't but it almost did and that's saying a lot and with that being said i totally understand why many of my friends and acquaintances were in tears after the Eagles won that Super Bowl. I totally get it now. 
It was special and magical. The whole city was electric because of this championship market. But I'll tell you what, I was down with the people. I was out by the art museum. I was a man of the people on that day. And it was great. It was great being out with the whole city. Bunch of random individuals with a couple of friends. But overall, just thousands and millions of people that I didn't even know. But it was just a joyous celebration. Ironically enough, the parade passes. The crowd begins to disperse. And I went down the Broad Street to distribute on the mark cards. See who I run into because it was inevitable. Friend of the show, the great Jonathan Donnelly at my front door. Coincidentally, a few other friends of the show were down there. Linking up with them. Walked up and down Broad Street a little bit. Took in the sights and sounds. Had a rehearsal dinner that night at Trey Familia in Collingswood, New Jersey. So the logistics of my day were all jammed up. Because, you know, getting in and out of the city was no easy task. And, you know, we don't want to get any more DUIs, Benny. Absolutely we, not. <laughs> you know, and I wanted to show up to the dinner with a little bit of class. I wanted to be well put together and uh, in tune for a good friend's, two good friend's rehearsal dinner. Couple quick takes I want to offer up real quick on the parade, then we're going to move on from it, gang. I thought the Eagles hit an absolute home run with the organization of the parade. From the trucks shooting out confetti up and down Broad Street to the employees that were, you know, walking alongside the caravan throwing Eagles shirts and whatnot into into the crowd. Chris Long's outfit. The way the buses were decorated in Eagles colors. The tractor trailer full of gorgeous Eagles cheerleaders. The backdrop of the art museum. The like little firework display in front of where they were giving their speeches. The whole nine. I thought they hit a home run. I loved it. I loved the, the look of it all. It was extremely well put together. And it was almost like they had done it before. But it was perfectly fitting that for that first one, they really knocked it out of the park. Well, look, Benny, they had a, quite a few years to plan it out. So. Yeah, to say the least. To say the least. <laughs> Only teasing, guys. Now, my one gripe with the parade, my one and only, and it didn't take anything away from it. It's more of a personal thing. It's more of being a member of the media thing. There was absolutely no reason... For bald-headed Dave Spadaro to be emceeing that event. Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles, should have been emceeing that event at the art museum. I could not believe how much camera and microphone time Dave Spadaro kept getting. Benny, I'm telling you. They would go to a player. He would give a great quick speech. Uh, like Lane Johnson and Chris Long uh, or a humble type of speech like Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. And then they would go back to the bald-headed Dave Spadaro. Who the hell is Dave Spadaro? Because he announces some Eagles preseason games because he's an Eagles insider? Because he's been with the organization for a couple decades? He doesn't have a, a real prominent role. He's an Eagles homer. He's not the voice of the Eagles. Absolutely not. Merrill Reese, the iconic voice of sports broadcasting, should have had all the mic time 
the only voice that you think of when you hear the Eagles. Oh, when you totally think of the agree. Eagles. And I'm going to tell you what. If for whatever reason Merrill Reese couldn't have done it, whether it was he was sick or legally or contractually, whatever, Dave Spadaro wouldn't even be my second choice. Not even close. I would probably go with even a Mike Quick, an ex-player who has a pretty good voice and has been doing radio for quite a long time right alongside Merrill now. He's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but he's an ex-athlete, so he doesn't have to be, or he's not expected to be. Uh, so that was the only weird part of it to me. Also, Jason Kelsey's speech and outfit was friggin' awesome. And the speech itself was legendary. I love the Philly pride he showed with the Mummers outfit. Uh, I love the intensity and tenacity he portrayed in that speech. You know, we all know Chris Long gave the entire team limited edition bottles of Crown Royal before the parade. Like the, the high-end Crown, Benny. Mm-hmm, 100, 120 a bottle, something saw like that. that. I drink Crown Royal. Not all the time. Special kit. Crown Royal gets you fired up. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine what the limited edition stuff does. You know Kelsey was on that Crown Royal. That dilly-dilly, Philly-Philly Bud Light. I would go as far as to say it's at least possible he might have had some cocaine in his system. Uh, don't go there. Don't start those rumors, Marcus. Not a rumor. I have no inside knowledge. I have no inside knowledge. Then it is a rumor. I'm just guessing. I'm just saying it's possible. Well, sure. Hey, it's possible I was at the parade on cocaine. Same with me. Same with all of us. It's possible. He was fired up, Benny. He was fired up, but how could you blame him? You can't. I mean, look, for some people, things like that humble them. Everybody reacts differently to different things. Travis Kelsey, Jason's younger brother, has quite the personality, as we've discussed on this show. We've given Jason credit for being old school, this, that, and the other, and I still think he is. But hey, apparently that Kelsey personality, both brothers have it. The Kelseys are loud brothers, man. They really are. Especially when they have something to be proud about. And, gang, if you want my full take on the Jason Kelsey speech or at least a portion of the speech, check out my blog on WordPress. I have it posted on our Facebook, our Twitter, and our Instagram. It's a good read, not too long, offering a little different of a perspective. And I was totally for the speech, Benny. You know that. There was just one aspect of it that I just wanted to shed a little bit of light on. Another lens to look at it under. Yeah, I love that Jason Kelsey speech. I thought it was absolutely legendary. It was. When Doug Peterson was hired, he was rated as the worst coaching hire by a lot of freaking analysts out there in the media. This past offseason, some clown named Mike Lombardi told him that he was the least qualified head coach in the NFL. Another thing I really thought was unique. How about the friggin' airplanes right in dilly dilly in the sky? Very cool. You know? Uh, I know in South Philly, I saw uh, Pepsi sales reps handing out free Pepsi. 
I don't know what you saw in town. I didn't make it up that far. But there was a lot of companies capitalizing on such a huge event. Yeah, and, you know, they see they see the profit margins in it to get people drinking their stuff, even if they have to give them a little bit of free. You yeah, know, yeah they don't care to give off. out free stuff. They know it comes back tenfold. And even showing good um, graces to your clientele can build brand loyalty. Absolutely. And customer loyalty. I bought two cases of Bud Light only because they were the primary sponsor. Now, let me ask you a funny question. What was the wackiest thing you saw at Parade Day? Don't give me the generic. Don't give me the generic. Don't give me, I saw a guy eat shit. I saw a guy climb a pole. I saw a trust fall. We've all seen that now. I don't know if it's wacky, but I'll say this. I saw something and I certainly felt bad. I saw a middle-aged lady getting stretchered down Broad Street prior to the Eagles getting down. And I, I, I couldn't help but feel bad about it. She looked okay. She was kind of waving to people. Maybe she slipped and fell. It's not necessarily a heart attack or anything like that. Maybe she couldn't walk. Whatever. But, you know, it's not every day you see people getting stretchered up and down Broad Street in the middle of a parade. Yeah, that that reminds me of, I guess I saw this one guy looking like he was straight out of a zombie apocalypse movie. Blood dripping everywhere, stumbling back and forth, arm literally gashed open, <laughs> headed right towards me, Marky. <laughs> headed right towards you? Oh, uh, yeah, I had to step out of the way of that path. Oh, man. Didn't that... need to contract a zombie virus. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, luckily, I didn't fight the crowd too, too much. Like I said, I didn't hit Broad Street till the crowd dispersed. I was certainly amongst it, but not the brunt of it, not the bulk of it, like you were. Sure. And I just wasn't in the mood, frankly, to put up with a lot of it. Heavy lies the crown sort of thing. Heavy lies the crown sort of thing. Yeah, I wanted to observe it all from a bird's eye view, like Joaquin Phoenix in Gladiator, when he was up on the, you know, giving the thumbs up and the thumbs down. Yeah, sure. I'm a man of the people. Ironically, Chris Long waved up to my to the to the window of the castle on the hill as I was pumping my fist because I'm a fan of the Long family he saw me spotted me out and pumped his fist back at me brief second of eye contact kind of cool I think he was pumping his fist at the banner you had raised or that because I've asked him to come on the show you know he's he's been on other podcasts busy guy maybe we'll get him in the off season he, he would be an awesome guest to have in fact, my cousin will be in a wedding with him in two weeks, I believe. Or in the upcoming weeks. Very cool. Where I also think Howie Long and Kyle Long will be attending. We'll be crashing that wedding. There wouldn't be a better wedding for us to crash than that. So gang just wanted to put a bow on the parade for you. An unbelievably iconic Philadelphia moment. Chill worthy. For people who aren't even Eagles fans, chill-worthy. Moving on now to more on-the-mark-related topics. Because, gang, I feel so bad. I was preaching to you guys for months. We're not a sports show. We're not a political show. Our friggin' luck, Betty. We, we, we take the, you know, and, but people were asking us for Eagles content, Super Bowl content. Uh, men and women, frankly, of all ages, wanted that content in this city. 
The majority of our listeners are in this city, although it's proven we've gone worldwide as well. That's true. But now for the, the remainder of this episode, we're just going to get back down to the nitty-gritty of what On The Mark really likes to do. We, we like to span the universe for wacky stories and give our take on it. Apparently, Benny, when I, when I walked in earlier, you asked me if I had heard of this gay goose out there. Bisexual the, goose. This queer... This unbelievably Half queer, queer goose. Half queer. Tell this story. Quickly lay out this story for our listeners, please. Yeah, well, it's really tragic news, Marky. A 40-year-old goose that was bisexual was in a long-term relationship with two black swans. Holy, interracial. Helped, helped, yeah, interracial. Helped raise its children with them. Uh, unfortunately, that 40-year-old goose They were a gay couple died. who adopted? I believe the two swans had hatchlings together, and Thomas, the blind bisexual goose, is dead now. Helped raise it, but at the moment, yes, Thomas is dead. Could it have been a scorned lover that killed Thomas the gay goose? I don't know. Poisoned him. I don't know. Poisoned his breadcrumbs that he eats. But apparently in 2009, Henry... The male black swan his had gay, died. His interracial gay lover. Had died. And then Thomas, I guess, was just with Henrietta. Now, are they... So, are they... The way they procreate, they penetrate. Uh, I, I have no clue so. what a goose's cock looks like. Me either, Marky. I, I haven't seen that one served up yet. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. What do they do when they serve the whole goose on a platter? They cut the cock off? I would imagine so, yeah. Is, is the is is the goose's cock hidden in the feathers? I think that's the gander. Is that what it's called? I think that's the goose's gander. The gander is the the penis. Yes. What the <laughs> fuck? I thought gander means to like look on, like. No, to, gander actually is like. Like multiple, I took a look at a gander. Multiple geese. Oh, interesting. I actually don't even think geese is a real word. Yeah, you might be right for those uh, grammar snobs out there. But yeah, I think Thomas stayed with Henry and Henrietta. Where did these geese, goose, geese, New ganders Zealand. live? New, New Zealand. Zealand. Okay. Yeah, the European, man, the European people are fucking weirdos. Well, the toilets spin a different way. Yeah. Uh, they call a cheeseburger a royale with cheese. Sure. Why they, not? they dip their french fries in mayo. Sure. Why not? I think Thomas, the goose, stayed around Henry and Henrietta, fucking them both for about 36 years, <laughs> waiting for Henry to die. Maybe killed off Henry to oh. get to Henrietta. I wonder if there was a uh, an inheritance involved or something like that. I wonder how the hatchlings take it. It sounds like a, it could be like a Lifetime movie, but since it maybe Animal Planet, an Animal Planet documentary or drama. Do the hatchlings accept Thomas as, like, their stepdad? Or is there at least one or two that rebel against them? I'm calling for a rebellion. You're not my real father. Yeah, a lot, yeah. One becomes a drug addict. The other goes on to be wildly successful. Yes, perfect. Kind of like the, the lifelong story of two brothers who grew up with an alcoholic father. One grows up completely sober. The other grows up to be a drunk. The reasons the drunk says, I drink because my father drank. The sober one, his reason, because his father drank. Yeah. You know? Don't over-examine things, gang. Just like we're 
We're not going to overexamine these geese any longer. Let's let them live now. Let's let Thomas rest in peace. And let's move on to another very sexual story. Steve Wynn, the casino mogul who is a friggin' legend. The Wynn Casino in Vegas, Encore in Vegas, two of my favorite places in the world. Even wanted to come to Philadelphia. And the loser politicians in Philly tried to shake him down. And he said, no, no, no. You need me. I don't need you to make money. I'll go somewhere else. I don't need to put up with your bureaucratic bullshit shakedowns. But long story short, two allegations of sexual harassment, if not more, forced to step down. You know he's still large and in charge. He just gives up that title. Yeah, he took the food and beverage job. He now. took the fucking food and beverage job. Yeah, no, fucking ass. You could have had the food and beverage job without going on television. Uh, Steve Wynn is an icon. Once again, we've touched on these sexual harassment issues. We don't have the facts. I mean, it's not like it went to trial. No. First of all, I don't even know what sexual harassment is anymore. I know it's not as serious as assault or rape. Sure. God forbid. Benny, did you pull any interesting tidbits from the Steve Wynn saga? Yeah, I think he made a play at Henrietta the Goose. Oh, my God. Bestiality. Yeah. No, there's just a couple, a handful of women coming out with reports. Apparently, the one was paid off with a hefty sum of money. Oh, wow, that sounds unusual. Yeah. I bet she wasn't after that at all. Yeah, shocking. shocking. Absolutely shocking. But uh, She just didn't want to... Uh, bring light to the issue she wanted the payday how unique how noble yeah well it's hard to uh must have been a brutal sexual harassment i heard she was a uh, masseuse or or nail girl so he was saying go a little bit more to the left go a little bit more to the right something like that he didn't just want a manicure and pedicure right I'm sure there's more. I mean, you know, it's going to be tough. When you own the casino, see, it's going to... See, see, you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were dating cheerleaders. Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. Yeah, you know, a near $8 million payday will really make you settle your case, Marky. <laughs> to say the least. I mean, 8 mil to Steve Wynn is, you know, 800 to a lot of people. Probably more like 18. Yeah, honestly. In fact, interesting Vegas tidbit real quick. Three points right here. Steve Wynn's opening up a third place in Vegas. So we'll have the Encore, the win, and a third place that was just announced. I guarantee you he's doing that in preparation for Vegas having an NFL team in 2020. Guarantee you that's a part of it. Number two, the Aria in Las Vegas. One of my favorite casinos and hotels is now gaining one of my favorite restaurants, Ketch. We all know I was just at Ketch in New York City, and there's a Ketch in Los Angeles. It's a celebrity hotspot, a hotspot for athletes. The ambiance, the cocktail menu, the food, the menu, the presentation, the whole nine yards, that place is through the roof, and that's going to bring a very, very poppin' scene to an already jumping scene. Uh, the Aria is going to be the place to be for years to come in Las Vegas. 
Now, for my 30th birthday, Benny, I'm finally inviting you. About time. I'm going out to Vegas, Miami, and Fort Lauderdale. Because you know, gang, I'm the Lone Ranger. I'm a man of many lives. I'm a man of many faces. I don't have this, you know, type of situation in my life where some people may rent out a hall, rent out a restaurant, and have all their friends and fat. I, I got I got too many people, too many important people, family, friends, and all over the place, to be setting up that type of thing, Benny. Not to mention the time. I don't have the time between this show, work, and everything else in between to set up that type of party. Benny, I'm inviting you to fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, with me, if you would like to come. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh, that's, that sounds fucking promising. Well, and that's the thing. I kind of just want to go alone, man. And whether I go to Vegas alone or Miami alone, I mean, I know people in both places, Lauderdale. One of those cities I want to do alone for two nights because I just want to reflect on 30 years. I want to take it all in, and I want to write. I want to put together some content. And I just want to sit back and reflect and laugh, evaluate, and cry at 30 years. A message to our listeners. This is something that's important to me. The 20s are tough. You may not know what the hell you want to do with your life. You may not know who you are. You put up with so much rejection professionally, socially. You run through so many instances in your mind of how to perfect things and then you try to put those thoughts into action and they don't work out and you try again and again and you keep pounding your head against the wall and sometimes it doesn't seem like anything goes your way. You're not really respected much when you go to a job interview or something like that. You're seen as a kid. You're seen as immature. Sometimes people are threatened by you or jealous of you. Don't let it discourage you. Tunnel vision. Focus on finding you, finding your passion. Enjoy the little things. Make memories. Be nice to people. Try to do the right things. Limit your mistakes. We all make mistakes in every facet it's that's unavoidable do your best to limit them the 20s can seem like a hopeless place I know that's how I felt many years in my 20s Ben and I also felt and made a lot of great memories and great experiences in my 20s a lot of people dread turning the age of another decade. Oh, they don't want to turn 30. They don't want to turn 40. They don't want to turn 50. My answer to that is, would you rather be dead? And I hope the answer to that is no. Yeah. I'm excited to see what my 30s have in store. I'm in a race with mortality. I've been like that for a long time. Since I experienced people that were close to me dying. It did give me a fascination with mortality. I'm in a race with mortality. I want to do as many positive things as I can 
as many constructive things as I can. I want to be as happy as I can for the remainder of my time here until the big guy upstairs comes calling my number. I think that type of mindset, though stressful, can lead to a lot of productivity. Because Benny, right, keeping the mind busy, that's like a secret to life. When the mind wanders, it can wander into some dark places. Yeah, sure. You got to keep your mind on the right things, Marky. You got to keep focused. Age is just a number. Like I always tell women that I'm trying to hook up with, whether older or younger <laughs> than me. Age is just a number. It's about mental connections. It's about, you know, your mental, like you were saying. And yeah, you got to keep your mental positive. You do. Find your passion. I finally found mine. Benny, as you know, since I got you chained down to the castle on the hill walls, editing, producing, and co-hosting podcasts with me, we don't care what this leads to. We just love doing it. Yeah, honestly. We got pie-in-the-sky dreams on where this could go, but we're just doing it for sake of doing it for us. And we don't have anything to prove in terms of that because we've been doing this for years already. Like we say, the foundation has already been laid. The first floor has already been built. We're just going up now. Listen, if anybody doubts us after what they just witnessed with the Philadelphia Eagles, just remember to all those analysts, all those Mike Lombardis out there who doubted that team before the season and the season's past. You never know what can happen if you believe. That's right. And let that be a cue. Once again, I'm pushing this blog, guys. Get on our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Check out the blog on WordPress that I wrote regarding Mike Lombardi and Jason Kelsey's speech. I think you will enjoy it. Embrace the doubters, but be so focused, be so determined that you don't mind the doubters. You don't even care. You don't even have enough time to make their opinion count because you're so busy doing what you want to do, doing what you love. And that goes for anybody in any industry, in any circumstance. You don't worry about the doubters. You don't worry about the haters. You just do you. And by doing that, you should be so occupied in what you're doing that you don't even have time to care or give a second thought to what they say about you. Absolutely. You don't necessarily listen to the haters. You don't really care what the haters have to say, but you can use the fact that they're saying something as fuel. Now that we just brought some attention to haters in everybody's life, because we all have them, I'm going to spew a little hate here. I can't stand the Olympics. What, to quote Jerry Seinfeld, what is the deal with the Olympics? It's a joke. It's a bunch of activities I have no interest in. I've really never participated in myself. From a bunch of countries that frankly I don't care, care about, I'm not interested in. Countries that really don't even produce professional athletes. We don't even have NHL players in this Olympic, uh, in these Winter Olympics. The only positive I can take from the Winter Olympics 
is I love the clothes that Ralph Lauren and Polo put out, the limited edition Olympic uh, gear that they put out. Some of this stuff is sick. Now, I wish I could buy it all, but I don't have the time or the allotment of money for those clothes. You know, because you got to wait in line. You got to go through different networks to get some of these special edition hats, shirts, gloves. We don't have time for that, Benny. But Ralph Lauren, he deserves a gold medal or the designers for the Olympic gear they've put out over the years. Can you draw any positives from the Winter Olympics? That's the only one I can draw. I'm actually on the other side of the fence, Marky. I actually enjoy the Olympics, even the Winter Olympics. I'm not saying it's my favorite time of the year. I'm not saying I get all amped and geeked up for it. But at the end of the day, I get real patriotic, even in sports that I don't necessarily care about. And I'll tell you what, I get into some of the goofy-ass Winter Olympic sports. Curling? Curling's exciting, man. I'm telling you, it sounds stupid. Those giant, those giant ski jumps? Phenomenal. I don't know how the slalom skiers do not pop their knees out. It's unbelievable. Mark, have you ever seen the one where they hike through the snow for hours on end and have to stop every 45 minutes to shoot a target. My boy Sean White broke his face open before these Olympics. I don't even think he's going to be participating. Well, that's a shame. He's my second positive. He made a cameo in that Justin Timberlake movie, Friends with Benefits, with Mila Kunis. I believe Sean White was Mila Kunis' ex-boyfriend. Sean White was also made a cameo in another movie. I just can't place it. Sean White's a cool dude. But VIP listeners, I guarantee Benny Spielberg right there was full of shit. And he's just taking the opposite side because that makes for good radio, folks. I'm, ap- I'm like actually co- not. I like those goofy-ass weird sports that nobody seems to care about. Do you gamble on sick, degenerate? Fuck you. Yeah, I'll throw some money on it for sure. You know I have American for the best metal count. We were getting some decent value in that. And I actually have hard money on USA women's ice hockey. We haven't won in over a decade, I believe. Uh, they're they're due. They're due, Marky. Well, with the new laws in America, can't we have some transgenders? I, probably. Why not? Is Bruce Jenner on any women's uh, Olympic teams? I, I want to say he's not eligible anymore. Age restrictions? She's not eligible anymore. Yes, yes. Age restrictions. Must Something be. like that. That could be the only thing, you know. Being the most prized male Olympian in history would have nothing to do with it right listen put some ski shoes on her and make her trek out and shoot some targets every couple minutes i'm telling you it'd be entertaining bruce jenner the man of the year presented to you by espn bruce jenner nfl's man of the year (laughs) um well, there's our hot take on the Olympics. Uh, I will not watch a second of it. I hate myself if I do. If somebody at my bar asks me to put it on, I'm going to tell them that I legally can't do it because it's too divisive for our bar patrons. It creates too much hostile competition. And shit, after that Eagle Super Bowl, the Olympics, Olympic TV ratings in this area has a tough act to follow. Because nothing could match the hype of that Super Bowl. I actually think they might do well here. Fans want to keep riding a wave of positive winning, Marky. Well, as long as those fine folks at ESPN cover the protests in the Olympics, that's what the viewers really want, right, Ben? Yeah, well, you did see what happened, right? The big protest, right? 
No, and we're not going to talk about it. Now, you had a story about the Kim Jong-un and Trump impersonators. Yes. This isn't political whatsoever, guys. But there were two impersonators. It looked like at the Pyongyang airport or an airport in South Korea. And they were asked to leave the Olympics, right? Yeah, they were told to get out. They weren't wanted. Donald Trump has actually made already a statement on it saying, quote, I have the best impersonators. I really do. Nobody has better impersonators than me. If Rocket Man had a better one, they wouldn't have gotten kicked out. <laughs> now, gang, that's not an actual Trump quote, but that is a tweet that Benny Spielberg put out that went absolutely viral. And if you guys want to follow the wacky, goofy, talented Benny Spielberg, his Twitter is at the real bear Jew. D-A-R-E-A-L bear Jew. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Got to make it sure there. Cool. I'm going to leave you with one more NFL tidbit. Colleen Wolf, the beautiful Colleen Wolf from NFL Network, had a uh, behind-the-scenes shot of her singing along to Cardi B. Everybody knows that Cardi B song by now. Who knew, Benny, that Colleen Wolf was a thought? Because you know what I say, that, that song's the thought anthem. Well, yeah, I'm actually not that surprised. I mean, you Colleen know, Wolf's sexy. Yeah, but you might not expect her to know every word like she did. And I'm attracted the the to day, girls in our, in our industry, Benny. Yeah, at the end of the day, uh, I mean, you gotta figure she's had somewhat of a partying life sure. in her. I know she went to Drexel, which isn't the biggest yeah, party the lo- school. The local. No, I know for a fact Drexel has some beautiful, beautiful alumni and current students. Well, sure. The girls want to meet Mario the Dragon at Drexel. That's actually the dragon's name, Mario. In fact, I'm enrolling for some classes at Drexel. I'm Van Wilder, Benny. Good. I'll be the uh, black guy, Cisco, smoking weed on your couch. Awesome. We'll, we'll give you a uh, black face, and you could sit in my... Uh, and silver hair. <laughs> yeah, right. Thong song. All right, gang. Continue to revel in the glory of your... Eagles Super Bowl championship. If you're not an Eagles fan, continue keeping up the good fight. The winner is almost over. I feel like we're plowing through it. We got Brett Boone coming on the show later this week. Baseball legend and brother of new Yankees manager Aaron Boone, the great Brett Boone. Over and out, gang. I've been trying to do it right. I've been sleeping here instead I've been sleeping in my bed Sleeping in my bed So show me